Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Dan Greer with Leading for the Middle of the Pack, and today we're going to be talking all about why keeping God close to your life, no matter what you're doing, whether business or personal life, is so important, and especially as a leader. So, if you're not religious, it's all good. You can call it the universe, you can call it supreme being, you can call it whatever you want to. I don't care. I'm not trying to, like, shove my faith or my religion down your throat, but it's still going to be a great podcast to listen to, even if you don't have a lot of faith. If you have a lot of faith, it's going to be a great podcast to listen to as well. So, Cue up theme song. We'll be right back. The big question is this. How are leaders like us, who aren't necessarily in a management position, who go out and get our hands dirty, who are ready to answer their calling from God to lead, who are driven to learn and grow, gain the trust and respect of those around us, to actually be heard while not coming across as an authoritative prick? These are the questions, and this is the podcast that will give you the answers. Hi, my name is Dan Greer, and welcome to Leading from the Middle of the Pack. Awesome! So glad you guys are still here. So today we're going to be chatting all about, like, how, number one, how I keep God close to me in my life, and number two, why it's so important to me to do it this way. And so I guarantee that there's a lot of people who listen to the first part of this and we're like, nope, not listen to this. Well, like, if you listen to our theme song, if you listen to the intro, I took a lot of time writing those words. And part of that words is like becoming the leader that you're called to be. I'm not talking about your wife or your husband calling you to be a leader, right? We literally call out God right there and say, God has called us to do this. And so part of, part of what I want you to realize, and this is really big, and I've really been like embracing this lately for me, is that God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. Now, now, let me say that one more time so you really get this. He doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. Now, let me tell you what I mean by that, okay? So think about this. Whenever I first started business, was I qualified to be in business? No, not even close, right? When I first started doing CDL testing, was I qualified to be a tester? Well, I was for that, but not whenever I first started looking into it, right? When I first got married, was I qualified to be a husband? When I first had kids, was I qualified to be a dad? When I first, anytime, anything. When I first started flying, was I qualified to be a pilot? When I first started driving, was I qualified to drive? When I first started talking to people about marketing and advertising and helping them grow and being a leader, was I qualified? Not at all. But what happens? The more you do it, the better you get. I say this like every single time. You're going to suck. To begin with, I know if you listen to these first podcasts, you're going to be like, oh man, Dan, you suck, <laughs> right? Like, oh man, oh, oh, are you serious? But now they're like getting better because I've done them more, right? The first time I recorded a selfie video, literally it was like, hey, this is Dan. Uh, yeah, see you soon, right? And it sucked. And now it's like, hey, this is Dan. I'm here. This is what I'm doing. This is where I'm at. And, uh. Y'all should learn this quick lesson. It gets better the more you do it because you become more qualified. And you can't worry about, like, I'm not qualified to do this. I don't have the right qualification. I'm not telling you to go out and claim your doctor. That's not what I'm doing, okay? I'm not giving you permission to go falsely give yourself accreditations, right? I, I don't want an unqualified brain surgeon working on you. Does that make sense? But how does he get qualified? He studies under somebody else. He has somebody there watching him, somebody there helping him. He's mentored. He's found a coach. He's found a guide. Call whatever you want to. 
Some people hate the word coach. I never hire a coach. Whatever. Don't hire a coach then. Find a guide. Find somebody who can guide you from point A to point B. All right? So, like, that's, the, and that's, that's for, like, a whole nother podcast, vlog, whatever you want to call this thing, okay? But to, today, like, we're talking all about keeping God close to you, right? And that's part of his, like, trusting in his plan, knowing that he's got your back, okay? Because, like, no matter what, you're going to fail. You're going to fail. It happens. I fail every day. I've hired people and failed. They didn't work out. I've hired companies to help me with stuff. And, and I, well, I don't feel like they may have done like the best they could to get me what I needed. They still did something, right? They still moved forward. And, and, and I, like, I've got one that I'm thinking of hundred percent. That was a failure. And I'm not like, in my opinion, hundred percent failure, right? Dumped a ton of money into it. Nothing worked out. Dumped a ton of money and time into it. Nothing worked out. Got zero fruits for what happened, for what came out of it. And the truth is, is like their heart wasn't in it. They're 100% qualified to do what they're doing, but their heart wasn't in the job. They were, they were small beans compared to everything else that was going on. And I understand because I've done that to people too. So I'm not saying that like I'm holding it against them, but I went back and did one 200th of the ad spend. Yeah, so, so like, was we're, we're, I don't even want to say like ad spend, but like I went and did like one two hundredth of the spend that they spent and got 10x the reach. 10x, right? So like God doesn't qualify. He doesn't call the qualified. He's not going to call somebody who's already qualified to do it. He's going to qualify you to do it. He's qualifying me to do a bunch of stuff right now. He's qualifying you to do a bunch of stuff right now. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? Do you believe that he's qualifying you? Do you believe that he's taking time to teach you how to do stuff? Well, that's only if you have action. It's only if you're taking action as well. If you're not taking action, if, if you're not attempting to move forward, yes, you may be getting qualified, but not as quick as you could. Okay? So don't worry about, oh, I don't have the qualifications to be a business owner. Don't worry about, oh, I don't have the qualifications to be a leader. I don't have a college degree in leadership. I don't even know if there is a college degree in leadership. I don't have a certificate. I've never been through this. Nobody's ever trained me on this. Don't worry about that, okay? Okay. The next thing to think about is like how you treat others. That's what keeps God close to you, okay? The way you treat others makes a big difference. If you're there to prove how smart you are when you talk to them, that's, that's not, nobody wants to hear that. Nobody wants to know how smart you are. You want to know how smart you are, but I don't care how smart you are, right? You don't care how smart I am. Really, I don't even care how smart I am because I'm dumb as a box of rocks. But my point is, is like, if you're talking, if I was doing these podcasts to prove how smart I was, it would be boastful, it would be cocky, and it wouldn't be fun to listen to, and there would be no followers. Nobody would listen to it. Nobody would be there. Nobody would be watching this video, right? But because I'm doing it out of compassion, I'm doing it out of out of wanting to grow myself, it's, it, it, it makes so much more sense. I'm doing it to become qualified, right? There's a plan. There's a plan. You wait and you watch. You give us about two years and you'll be like, oh my gosh, Dan was a freaking genius. I'm going to go back and I wish I would have done what he was doing when he was doing it. Because it's going to be like miles ahead and you're going to be like, what? What in the world? Right? Okay. So, God doesn't call the qualified. 
qualifies a calls called number two is is like like i said you gotta keep god close to your heart you you gotta treat other people right you don't need to talk to hear your own voice the bible talks about it how pharisees walk around in flowing robes right and how how the pagans pray long long prayers because they love to hear the sound of their own voice <laughs> right like what the heck is that what the heck is that okay it's true though so many people do it they talk just to hear themselves talk now the big thing that i that i have to remember is this and, and this is like one of the biggest things to me is like when it comes to business, I actually had somebody tell me one time, they're like, Dan, there's some things that I never combine. I never combine religion and business. I never combine politics and business. It's always business. Business is neutral. I'm the Switzerland when it comes to business. And we've already talked about this. You cannot be the Switzerland and attract people to you. People are going to be attracted to you because they don't like you or because they love you. There's a couple different options there, right? And we have no control over why. They're attracted to us. All we can do is be ourselves. If I'm not myself, are you going to want to be with me? If I come out one day and I'm like, oh, 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 this Biden, he's a great president. Don't believe that, by the way. Next time I come out, I'm like, oh, Trump was the best president in the world. And I, next time I come out, I'm like, oh, man, that Clinton, he was really good. And the next time I come out, I'm like, oh, yeah, that Bush, he was the best guy ever, right? Like, everybody has their ups and downs. I'm not, we're not, like, getting political here. That's not what I'm doing. But if you don't know what I believe... If I'm not genuine, can you follow me? As a leader, <clears throat> can you be like, oh, yep, totally, no, I'm going to check this guy. If you don't know that I'm a strong Christian, can you follow me? You probably can, but if you're a person of faith, are you more apt to follow me because I share my faith or because I hide it? Because I share it, right? Very few people will come out and be like, oh, damn, man. Uh, you shouldn't talk about that, right? I get more people that come to me and go, Dan, thanks for sharing your faith. Thanks for putting verses at the bottom of your emails. You know how many people I see? They get an email from me that has a verse at the bottom. Everybody who gets my email gets a verse at the bottom of it. Like, if you get a personal email from me, there is a verse at the bottom of that email, guaranteed, all right? Because it's there. It's in all my emails. It's in all my signatures. and they're all different verses, that's like an app I should build. I should build an app that like throws a new unique verse at the bottom of every email. That would be freaking awesome. Okay. Anyways, squirrel. I know, right? That's what life of an entrepreneur. Your mind's like, whoa, whoa, what? Yeah, sure, sure. Anyways, my point is, is like, if, if you are a faithful person, you know, I'm a man of faith without me ever saying a word. You get that. Everything I do revolves around faith. Everything. I give God credit for the business. I give God credit for waking up. I give him credit for my family, for the stuff I have, but I don't hold the stuff I don't have against him. As a matter of fact, I use that and I go, man, I don't have this. Or I'm going through this hard time. Or, man, I sure feel like I'm failing a lot right now. I don't go, God, why am I failing? I go, God, why am I failing? What am I supposed to be learning here? What am I supposed to be learning? Do you see the difference? Why am I failing? To why am I failing? One is placing blame. The other is trying to learn. That's what keeps him close to you. Right? Now, I've got to touch on one topic here. Because this is huge. This is huge. And I think that a lot of people forget this. And this gets, and this gets lost. I actually had this guy ask me this question one time. And I've written a blog about it. And I've probably even done a podcast on it. But he's like, Dan, how can you be in business and be this, you know, like 
wanting some money and claiming to be a man of faith. And I was like, well, first off, you have no idea. Like, you have no idea what's going on. You have no idea where I'm at. You have no idea how much I give back. I give back like 10x more than you do. That was like the first thoughts in my head. Like, I, I give back more to the community and, and to God and to faith and, and to growing than he's like each year I give that back. And he probably gives back, back, get the same amount of back in his entire lifetime so far. So number one, don't judge a book by its cover because the more you make, the more you can give away. Okay. Second thing I want you to think about when it comes to this, and this can be a podcast of itself as well. I know I've got like all these podcasts. I need to start writing this stuff down so I can actually do them. But the second thing that I want you to remember with this is that it, a lot of people use that verse. The love of money is evil, but they get rid of the love of money is evil is what they hear. Satan gets rid of the love of because he doesn't want you to be rich. He doesn't want you to think that it's okay to have money. He doesn't want you to think that it's okay to be wealthy. He wants you to think that you have to be poor because when you're poor, you're in a poverty mindset. And when you're in a poverty mindset, you can't get out of it. But if you change that poverty mindset to an abundance mindset, Okay, there's a difference between scarcity and abundance. Scarcity says, oh, this is never going to work out. And you go hide in fear all the time. I know 90% of people, 98% of people live in a scarcity mindset. They go, oh, I'll never have this. Oh, I'll never be able to do this. Oh, I can't do that. Oh, la, 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 Right? Like they've got all these excuses and they're always scared to death of something. And they're scared to death they're not going to have enough. So they hoard. They keep everything. Maybe they're super generous people, but they keep everything. Okay. Then you've got the abundance mindset and the abundance mindset says that, Hey, there's plenty for all of us. Don't worry about it. I got this. There's plenty of money for me to have as much as I want. There's plenty of business. There's plenty of customers. There's plenty of everything to have as much as I want, as much as I need. There's plenty of food. I don't have to worry about it. There's, there's plenty of Whatever. Love. There's plenty of this. But when you're in a scarcity mindset, oh, there's not enough love. Oh, I'll never find love. You're going you're gonna to be stuck in that scarcity mindset. You have to get into that abundance mindset in order to receive, to be open to the gifts that God wants to give you. Okay? I'm going to pause this for two seconds while I shut this window because I just noticed this huge glare behind me. So give me just a second. I'll be right back. Those of you that are watching this are like, wow, what a difference. Those of you that are listening to this, you should go watch it. <laughs> Anyways, my my point is, is like, sorry, thanks for letting me take a drink. My point is, is that when you live in a scarcity mindset, right, you have this fear all the time. And that's that's what Satan wants. He wants you to have a fear. He wants you to be scared to claim your faith. He wants you to be scared to, to say God's name because you're not going to get what you want. You're not going to get what you feel like you need or what you feel like you deserve. But the truth is, it's the exact opposite. What, what did Christ say? Do you remember? A lot, right? A lot. There's a lot in the Bible that Christ said. But what did Christ say? What is, what is one of the big things he said? Those who claim me, I will claim. Those who deny me, I will deny. And I'm not, again, not like breaking into strong scripture here, not preaching at you. This isn't a preaching one. It's, it's a teaching one, right? And so as we look at this, we sit here and we go, 
if I deny him, he's going to deny me. Why would I ever consider denying him in any part of my life, including business, including my finances? People, people, a lot of times are like, man, God doesn't believe in like God does. Christ said what Caesars give to Caesar. Yeah. Money's just money. It's not, it's, it has no value. It has no value. It's a tool. The first time I heard that money was a tool, I was like, man, this guy's freaking nuts. The only reason he says is because he's got money. Well, guess what? I still ain't got money. I'm still broke as nuts. Like I'm broke, broke. I'm probably like broker than you are in all honesty. Like got a business, but I'm like broke, broke. Right. And, uh, and, and the truth is, is like money is just a tool. It's just a vehicle. It's just a vehicle to get you from point A to point B. And we all have different vehicles, but you can upgrade your vehicle. It's super easy. How do you upgrade it? You go buy what you want. That's the way it works. And some people fake it till they make it. They go in there, buy that Rolls Royce on credit. They go and buy that Ferrari, that Dugatti, whatever the crap they want to drive. You know what I mean? Like they go and they buy the, the rich of the rich until they can afford it. And they push yourself to afford it. And other people like to save their pennies until they can afford to go buy it in cash. Money's not a bad thing. But when you love money more than you love God, that's when it's a bad thing. And that's why if you keep reading, right? If you go back and you reread that verse, I think it's a Matthew, but I could be wrong. But it says the love of money is the root of all evil. If you love money more than you love God, if you love money more than you love people, if you love money or possessions, same thing, same thing more than you love anything else, that's when evil starts. But the richest people in the world talk about faith. The people who were billions with a B talk about faith. Some of them don't. Some of them don't. Okay? It's not saying they don't have faith, but they feel they're scared. They're scared to talk about faith. All right? Does that make sense? You guys getting that? Like, do you see how, do you see how it's not money that's evil? It's the love of money. It's like, oh man, I'm going to keep all this money for me. I'm not going to share any of this with anybody else. I'm not going to do anything with it. I'm not going to give any of it away. I'm not going to help anybody. I, I guarantee that I personally have at least one employee who claims to be a really, really, really strong Christian who absolutely loves money. Because he watches his paycheck every single week, and I get a text when something's going on. Hey, what's up with this? Hey, what's up with this? Hey, how come this is here? Hey, how come this is here? Hey, what's up with this? Hey, and and it's constantly watching it. And it's because he's living in fear at the moment of what's going on. And I like it's crazy the way it works. He doesn't have an abundance mindset. He hasn't invited God in to take over his financial aspects. Because he feels like God and money should be separated, but they're not. They're not. Let me pull out. Let me pull out some here. Hold on. Let me look at this. I'm going to show you this. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I'm going to show you this. It's a bill. Let me see if I can get it up there. What does that say? In God we trust. I didn't. I didn't pull that out to show you. I have a hundred dollar bill in my pocket. That was not my intention. It's just the first bill that came out of my pocket. Okay. But it says in God. We trust. You know why we put that on our money? Because we don't have a love of money. We had a love of God and we trust God so much that he owns our currency. Think about that for a second. 
whole new podcast, whole other thing. And we got a little deep there on what we're talking about. So let's jump back into leadership and why it's so important to have God in every aspect of your life. Didn't expect to go down that rabbit hole, did you? Yeah, me neither. But it was fun. So let's pop our head back out and look for the next rabbit hole to go down. Having God close to your life and everything you do is huge. Having him there as a leader is huge. Because think about it. What if you gave God all of your leadership skills? What would happen? What if you were like, hey, God, God, take over all of my leadership skills. Give me the guidance and let me do what you want me to do with them. Show me how to do it and I will do it. What if you did that? What if you did that? What would happen? Can you imagine if like the spirit just came on you and you got all tingly after you did that? Right? How cool would that be? Happens all the time. And you got to take action. You can't just be like, yeah. Okay, show me what to do. Okay, I'm done. He's going to show me. And then you don't go do anything. It's all about taking action after you're done with it, okay? You guys get that? It's not about anything other than taking action and allowing him into your life and not putting up with Satan's bullcrap. And that's the truth because Satan's there always picking at your ear. Some people call it the voice of reason. You know, reason. He's stopping you from succeeding, he's stopping you from taking those chances. Right now, I'm not. I'm not saying to go out and do something stupid, like jump off a bridge without a jump rope. Jump rope, bungee cord. <laughs> don't jump off a bridge with a jump rope, please. <laughs> please don't jump off a bridge with a jump rope. I don't want to hear about it. My point is, is like you've got to keep God in every aspect of your life, even as a leader. And I got to tell you, like I've got the Bible app on my phone. Let me open it here. I've got the Bible app on my phone. It's there. You can see it, whatever. It's got the Bible all throughout it. I read it. I can listen to it. I listen to it at 2x like a book now. I love it. It's absolutely awesome. I absorb a lot, read a lot more, and cover a lot more ground with it. But you know what I've started doing? Again, I used to do this all the time. I actually just started this week. I got home from a trip to Denver this week, and I... uh and I was thinking about it on the way home. My flight got delayed. Actually, you should go check out my TikToks. I did a couple of fun things about like why I love flying commercial. I love it. Anyways, they're fun. Um, <laughs> shameless pug to push you to TikTok to check out my TikToks. <laughs> but they were fun, right? I had some fun with it. But, but when I got home, on the way home on that flight, it was delayed two or three times because of weather. And I was like, man, I'm so glad I didn't fly myself. I'm so glad I didn't fly myself because of the, the weather. Because it was just atrocious. Um, it was atrocious. Is what it was. And when on the flight home, I was reflecting on my life recently. And part of the reason why I'm not as successful as I want to be, like, I'm not saying I'm not successful, but I'm not a hundred percent where I want to be. Right? Like I expect to be further than I am because I push myself really hard to get higher. And, and I'm not 100% where I want to be. And I was like, I was reflecting on that. And I said, you know, could it be because I'm only coming to God when things are hard? When things don't go right? When I'm sitting there looking and like fretting about, am I going to make payroll? Is all the credit cards maxed out? Do I have any more money? Do I have all this? Like all these frets that come into a small business world and mindset. Am I am I doing enough for my family? Am I being there? How am I going to be able to treat them? And I treat my customers right? Like, 
all of these thoughts and processes come into my mind and they play, they play there, right? And I'm not inviting God into the good times. I'm only inviting him into the struggles. And I think a lot of times we do the same thing as humans. I think almost all people invite God into the struggles. They don't invite him in to celebrate. When you're celebrating a birthday, when you're celebrating a victory, they don't go, thank you, God, for this. Thank you for helping me be such a leader. Thank you for helping me bring this client in. Thank you for giving us this success. They go, ha, look what I've done. Ha, 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 ha. Look at what my team did. Look at what this happened. They don't go, man, thank you for this, right? And so, and so what I want to do is like, I really want to take a few seconds today and I want to really encourage you to, if you're a person of faith, okay, to invite them into those good times that happen in your life when you celebrate. Because we all celebrate something every single day. We all do. Every single day we're celebrating something. And I want to I want to encourage you to invite God in to celebrate those times with you. Not just when you're struggling. Okay? The other thing that I do, and I started doing this, I used to do the Bible app on my phone. And the reason I started talking about that was because I've got it on my phone and I do it and I listen to it. And I do it a lot like in my pickup and stuff like that. So I'll like read a book and then I'll read a book from the Bible. And then I read a book and then I read a book from the Bible. And then I read a book and then I read a book from the Bible. Do you, do you kind of get where I'm going with that? Like I'm mixing the Bible in throughout it now. It's, it's almost like a business book that I read because I read a ton of business books. Like I've read like 32 books this year and I've started reading the Bible just recently, every other book, because I was like, okay, I got to bring God in. How do I bring him in? So I'm starting to include the books of the Bible throughout it, not a chapter, the whole book, right? So like I, I went through and read the book of Judges and I read the book of Ruth and now I'm going to read the next book, right? Because I just finished Damon John's book. So now it's time to jump in the Bible again. And so I, I want to encourage you, like this works really, really well, okay? But in the morning, I have this thing where I get up, I do my business, right? I get up, I take a whiz, I brush my teeth, I get dressed, and then I go make a pot of coffee for me and Jenna because she loves coffee. I make it for her, right? I drink it. I don't mind it. I'm turning the light. I, I like good coffee. I like good coffee. I don't like bad coffee. I like good coffee. Anyways, I make this pot of coffee. And then, and then I've usually got a couple minutes before the kids get up. Now, there's times I get up at 3 o'clock and I come down here and I'm busting my butt down here working that this doesn't happen. But what I've started doing is, like, if I'm getting up at, like, say, 5 o'clock, 4.30, 5 o'clock, I do my business. And then, then I make a pot of coffee and I get all that done. And by 5.30, I'm out in the living room. I'm out in the dining room and I've got a light on and I actually open up physical Bible. And I read it for an hour-ish, right? Read it until 5.30. Coffee's done making, or I read from 5.30 to 6 to begin with, right? Coffee's done making by then, and if it's done before that, I'll I'll go grab myself a cup of coffee and pour it. If Jenna's up, I pour her a cup of coffee um, and deliver it to her. It's just a good act of service that I can give her. And then, and then at 6 o'clock, me and Rosie, her little dog, she's so fun. She gets so excited to go wake people up in the morning. I'm like, ah, let's go say good morning. And so she'll go and jump on the kids' bed and lick them. And it's just, oh, it's so much fun. I love watching her do that and love the kids reacting to that. So um, we, Rosie and I go in and we wake everybody up. It's not up at 6 o'clock in the morning. And then they get ready for school. And while they're doing their thing, I used to sit there on my phone doing other stuff. Maybe I was playing a game. Maybe I was screwing around on social media. Maybe I'm not, but I'm like, man, this isn't productive. And they're seeing me play on my phone. So I'm giving them the okay to play on their phone first thing in the morning. And so I made a change this week. 
I got home and I said, I got home from Denver and I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to read the Bible every morning for a half hour. I'm going to actually get the physical Bible out. I'm going to read it. I'm going to get my Bible highlighters out and I'm going to read it. I'm probably going to read one or two chapters, right? I'm going I'm to pray for God to give me guidance where I'm going to go. I'm going to read it like I used to read it. I'm just going to be like, hey, God, tell me where to go. Give me the guidance. Let me open, let my fingers open it to the right page. I open it and I look and I start reading. And I'll read a chapter, and if I feel compelled to read another chapter in that same area, I'll read it. And then I close it, and I do the same prayer again, and I do it again. And I do that from about 5.30 to 6.30. And that's a really great time for me right now. Really, really enjoy that. And I know that you're like, Dan, you just started this week again. I've done this before. It makes a huge difference. And here's the thing. Here's the thing is I'm leading by example at this point. I'm showing them. I'm showing my kids that, hey, instead of... Get your phone out and play on your phone in the morning. Get a Bible out. Get a book out. Take a little bit of time first thing in the morning to ground yourself and get you going on the right page. And here's what I've seen mentally change in me the last two days. Okay? It's only been two days. You're like, Dan, tell me in a month if you're still doing this. Guarantee, still be doing it in a month, bud. Okay? But here's what I've noticed. I've noticed that... I'm more grounded throughout the day. I'm easier to deal with. I'm not as anxious. I'm not as excitable. Like, I'm still excitable. I got a lot of energy. Don't get me wrong. But, like, you're not going to call me and I'm going to be like, boom, mad. I don't get boom mad anyways. But my point is, is, like, I'm I'm more grounded. I'm more stable. I feel better about what's going on. And I feel closer. I feel closer. So I know that I'm leading with God in my heart. I know that I'm running the business with God first. And you know what's going to happen? You know, you don't like selfish ambition here. Okay. But you know what's going to happen? I'm going to succeed. No matter what hard times I'm going through right now, I know God's got my back after I do this. And it grounds me in the trusting him to know that whatever happens, happens for a reason. And I'm supposed to have him in my life, and I'm supposed to be a leader through him, and he's supposed to be in the business, and I'm supposed to be listening and learning from him. He's my mentor. He's my coach. He's my guide. He's not my only mentor coaching guide, but he's, he's the big one, right? And I'm listening to him, and I'm watching him, and, and, and he's telling me what to do, and I'm doing it, and I'm trusting him, and I'm not having any doubt in what's going on. And you know what's going to happen? You know what's going to happen? We've been going like this for a while. Maybe, maybe a little bit like this, right? But you know what's going to happen? It's going to be like pouring the coals to the jet. And it's going to be like, Whoo! and we're going to start going up really fast. And you're going to feel G-forces set you back into your seat. Because we're going to start hauling butt. Because God's there and we're doing it for him in every aspect of my life. Guarantee my relationships are going to improve. Guarantee the business is going to improve. Guarantee that... We're going to grow more as leaders. Our live events are going to be more successful because we're doing it with him, for him, with him. So don't be afraid to include faith in every single aspect of your life. Business, leadership, kids, spouse, parents, whatever. Advertising. Don't be scared to include him with it. Don't be scared to pray. I had this guy one time. I'm going to finish with this story. I promise. I know it's running long, guys. I'm sorry that it's running long. And, and it's longer than what we expected than I, than I normally do. But this is just such a good one. And if, I don't know if you can feel it, but I can feel it, right? So I had this guy one time. He was pretty new to faith. And, he, and I was pretty new to faith too, right? 
But he comes to me and he goes, Dan, he's like, how do you keep God in your life? He's like, you're so grounded. Like, you're not afraid to talk about him. Everybody else is scared to talk about him. And I said, well, you know what, bud? I pray. And he's like, yeah, but I'm scared. I'm scared to pray. I was like, what are you scared to pray for? Like, what makes you scared to pray? It's like, people are going to make fun of me. And I said, who knows you're praying? He's like, well, I got, I have to close my eyes. I have to fold my hands. I have to bow my head. I was like, no, you don't. You do realize that God listens to you even with your eyes open. Even while you're driving down the road. Even while you're flying an airplane. Even while you're riding in the passenger seat. Even while you're walking. Even while you're talking to somebody else. If your mind says, help me with this conversation, God will give you guidance in that. And he paused for a second. He's like, wow, I've never thought about that. I don't have to close my eyes. I said, no, you don't have to close your eyes. And it was at that point that he realized that he could pray no matter where he was at. So the big thing that I just want you guys to remember as we finish this up is that money is not bad. And God needs to be in every aspect of your life. And you need to give him credit. Need is the wrong word. You, I want to give him credit for everything that I do. If you change those U's to I's, that's a lot better for me. I'm not trying to tell you what to do or how to do it, right? So, so the big thing with all of this is, is that I want to keep him in every aspect of my life. And I want to invite him in to the good parts, not only the parts where I struggle. And that's what helps me be successful, knowing that he's there. Knowing that we're, he's going to keep me safe. Knowing that we're going to be on this trajectory path up. Not being scared to make tons of money because it's just money. It's just a vehicle. And the more I make, the more I can give back. Tony Robbins says that those who say that money can't buy happiness have never given enough away. And I truly believe that from the bottom of my heart. And the people who live in, in that scarcity mindset, there's not enough. I'll never have enough. I have to hoard everything. They struggle to be extremely strong in faith, truly strong in faith, because they're constantly scared of what they don't have. They're constantly looking at what they don't have instead of what they do have. So don't be scared to be different, to be unique, to keep God in your life, to let people know he's there, to invite him into the good times, not the bad times, right? Not just the bad times. And, and you know, to finish off the story that I kind of just abruptly stopped there is that when you're praying... Nobody needs to know. Don't do it for show. Don't be like, Hallelujah! Amen! Yes! Out in the middle of the nowhere, right? Like, don't... You can. If that's what you feel you're supposed to do, then by all means, do it. I'm not telling you not to. But you can also pray just like this. Just pray. Just done. Didn't even know it. Right? Don't even know it. It's okay to be different. It's okay to do things the way nobody else does them. Okay? So, if you guys liked this, you should like it. You should subscribe to it. And you should share it. Because that's the best way to get the word out about the podcast is to share it. If you liked it, share it. Don't be afraid to share it. Share it wherever. Share it all. And be like, man, this guy's crazy, but I love listening to this podcast. Man, this guy's ugly, but I sure like it. Oh, man. Yeah, that's why I listen to it. I don't watch it because he's so ugly. Right? Like, do whatever. <laughs> don't do whatever. Share it. If you liked it, share it. Remember, don't forget to share it. If you didn't like it, we still do it here. It's craziness. Get out of here. You shouldn't have listened this long if you didn't like it. 
if this turns you off to me because I talked about faith, I'm sorry, but I am who I am. You're going to hear about it in my life. It's just the way I am. Reading my posts, I give God credit for all of the sunset pictures and sunrise pictures I take. And I love sunset and sunrise pictures, okay? Hope y'all enjoyed. Hope y'all share this because that's the only way that we can spread the word. And I hope y'all invite God into every aspect of your life, good and bad, and you give him credit for everything. And instead of going, why did this happen to me? Go, why did this happen? What am I supposed to learn? How do I get better? All right, that's it guys. You can follow me on any of the social media channels, The Real Dan Greer. Yep, that's right, The, no, just Real, Real Dan Greer. Real Dan Greer on all of them. I even got it on LinkedIn, I got it on Twitter, I got it on TikTok, I got it on Facebook, I got it on YouTube. It's all over. Real Dan Greer. All right, catch you guys later. Bye.